Here we are back once again, and this time I'm going to do an episode um, holding off on a lot of the little series and things that I've started because this is a very important episode. Um, the mindset shift that will help you enjoy and even work through the depth of your awakening. And awakening has been very much underestimated. And there's a lot of things that are not talked about in awakening and radical life change and spirituality that need to be talked about. Like... Awakening seems to be very much separate and almost anti, like, against spirituality that is faithful or in the faith, energetic in that way. And um, what can happen when you change your own life? Um, acceptance. You're not always going to be accepted for who you really are like you're just you you have to f constantly fit some kind of mold and when you've stopped fitting that mold for somebody or for people you're not going to be accepted we'll, we'll get into that we'll also get into the advantages of allowing yourself to be open to an awakening we're also going to get into practicalities that are not talked about during an awakening and how to remain in a meditation mindset so my prayer <laughs> is that we have uninterrupted time right now to spend together so I appreciate you joining me here um, this is life is art reality creating your own life and remembering that you are in reality so As I move some stuff out of the way, I can sit down in my favorite recording spot, way back here. Close enough for me to hear if I'm needed, and yet in an insulated area that's as soundproof as it can be for a busy life. So... awakening now let's get into this here it seems almost anti-spiritual or anti like in a sense um almost like what happens when you get past the dark night of the soul, the loneliness, the detachment, and can you really detach? Well, for years, um, and this will get into some substance, some storytelling kind of substance, which is deeper than content, because there's, there's a message inside of that. So, getting into 
what it means and what the types of different awakenings. I've had awakenings of meditation and the Christ awakening that I'm experiencing now. Very radical changes in several awakenings by now. And so what is an awakening? It's where it can be many different things, but really it, the meaning is a very eye-opening and very radical um, shift in your mind that can start from an epiphany and lead into a very, like in one second you could have a million thoughts that are little tiny epiphanies or even little tiny understandings like not even epiphanies like oh light bulb but like little understandings of you know this is why my life isn't going very well or this is why I'm not doing very much or this is why I'm low on energy this kind of thing so we're gonna get into that in the next segment so this episode is um I know people like to use the word controversial, but this episode is not going to be for everybody. I'll put it that way, because this is really about what awakening and detachment, even detachment mean. I never liked the concept of detachment or the concept of um, change and the separation. Um, it's kind of like if you have a magnet and you're separating your, um, the magnet is separating from things that it no longer sticks to. I've seen this with flat magnets where you stick it to a fridge and it no longer sticks to that part of the fridge anymore because it's taken over by something else, but it might stick to another spot on the fridge that has even more space. Okay, so we're back here. I had to check on some downtime with you. I had to check that I had the downtime because again, this episode is not going to be for everybody, but it is, is a good investment of your time. So having said that, if you need to pause, um, this is pretty timeless. And so if you have things that require time, I totally understand life gets busy and should not be. And this is the first part of getting through a lot of this it should not be your time should not be taken up with the philosophy around these things it should be taken up by living your life and so the first thing I'm going to address is philosophy the problem like I've been majorly into philosophy since high school I don't memorize everything but just being fascinated with Plato John Locke um being one of my favorites, Plato being very interesting, one of my favorites. Like I said, I don't memorize everything, but um, just being fascinated with philosophy. I love the open-mindedness of philosophy. I love the depth that we go to um, in light and dark, all this kind of stuff. But there's a major problem in philosophy that is um, because philosophy can get wrapped up in itself like a chord and can become or even 
if you are outside and you're digging so deep that all you do is create a hole where rabbits can go, a rabbit hole. And you're not necessarily out to um, do anything with your yard after digging in this hole. This hole is just in the way at that point. You've dug so deep into this hole that you ever do that? I was digging in the yard the other day and I found myself in this hole that I had to work my way, climb my way out of. And that actually is the best metaphor that I can, that I can really, uh, conjure up here. So the story, the substance within the structure, and then we'll get back to, we'll go, uh, structure, edge of structure into substance, the center, and then out back into structure again. Um, for those of you that are more logically minded, and it'll give you kind of a picture in your mind of what that looks like. So substance, husband and I looked at next door. I talk about that in a previous practical update episode. Um, and we did end up finding a friend who does drive people around. Well, she drives another friend around and it's kind of how as a retired woman, it seems it's how she makes her living and she's very healthy and very energetic and extremely kind. And so we're going to go, um, we had went to the good Friday service at church. Well, she had came to our house first because we all felt like it was appropriate to meet in person before we move forward. And she met for about 20 minutes. She was real kind, didn't want nothing to drink, was very appreciative of the time. Like she enjoys being social and driving and having community around her the way that we do, which is important. We don't really want, you know, we didn't ever want this whole professional thing. We want to build community. And because we live out here and we have some support from family, it, it's much easier to have more of a friendship with somebody who can drive. Um, and so as my husband posted on next door, cause he's very good with reading people and outreach and that kind of thing. He had specified that we really want this to be a social experience and maybe get some things done because we are blind and very fair on the pricing and the church that we really wanted to go to that has a very high positive energy. She wanted to go to as well. Um, and so, you know, I don't know what background some of you have come from, but again, I'm having a Christ awakening and I'm talking through it because I've had several other kinds of awakenings. I've had like shamanic awakenings, meditative awakenings. And so if the church side of things is just, you can't accept it, um, and that kind of thing, then, you know, you might want to go to another podcast because, you know, this is very radically life-changing and that kind of thing. And I'm not getting religious on you. I'm getting pretty spiritual um, because the service we ended up going to, like we had really low energy, but when we went, we got really high energy and it was beautiful. So I'm getting into spirituality here and um, I'll get into the meaning of what I feel like it means, um, even in logical and, um, 
We can even get a bit psychological with this because I'm not thumping or any of that. So, but we went and it was beautiful. And so we planned to go to the beach and she's going to bring her friend and we're going to treat him to coffee and all that kind of stuff. And she lives five minutes down the road so she can help with the it's cool because she can help with the transportation she wants to and we can help with the gas and the treating them to lunch or coffee and um it'll be wonderful because we won't have to think about bus times or uber updates or any of that we could just hand her cash at the beginning and be done with it um so because uber doesn't make enough money driving out here and then um We'll continue with the high energy from the church every week. So, you know, the end. That's the story. Let's get into the structure of this. If you've followed me for any amount of time on this podcast, you'll know that the few things have unfolded and have happened. Um, And I've talked about some things like how to replace drinking and how to, you know, cause I've, there's some things and addictions that I've had to, um, overcome, didn't overcome it alone at all, but had to overcome and had to watch others overcome and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so that has a lot to do with detachment, being able to have some replacement, some substitution, but then be able to completely work your way into detachment. Um, and so how do we do this? We do this by not doing the same things. We do this by doing something constructive at night, for instance, um, and doing something that is busy or even playful or creative Rather than sitting um, on the couch in front of the TV. And um, if you do that as as you can work your way through things and you're not, you don't have addiction problems, that's fine. But you have to like change the environment and change the, um, your actions and what you do so that you're not associating these things. Um while taking very deep breaths in the process. I don't need to teach you how to take deep breaths. There's many out there. I'm definitely more into kind of teaching different philosophy. Um, and things. And so. The first thing you're going to struggle with when wanting to. Like if you know that you need to make a change. Like if things don't feel good for you anymore. If, um, rabbit holes don't feel good to be down in YouTube or podcasts or just like searching or reading books on a subject or watching too much television, that's definitely a rabbit hole or, um, binge watching anything or just like you want to be smarter, you want to be more, even more aware or even more of, um, going into a um, kind of being more intelligent about your own life and not just intelligent about what you know. Um, 
getting out of the knowledge rabbit hole is going to be the most necessary. So what this is going to look like is you're going to want to feel different. And so the first thing with when it comes to like drinking, and I'm using drinking because it's probably the most common example that anyone can, and the most relatable example, to be honest, because you're gonna you're pressured when um, you go see people. Do you ever notice when you go out with somebody, they only hang out with you if there are some kind of drinks involved? Um, they might hang out with you for a vacation for a certain amount of days or whatnot, but it's only going to be if there's some kind of like drinking to get going or, um, if there's some kind of drinking involved. And then if there's not, it's like, well, I have no reason to hang out with you then. I have no reason to come over. Um, I have no reason to do the work to see in person. And we've, um, seen this with a few friends of ours and we're kind of still seeing this, but with a couple, but, um, it's how life goes. Like when you're making major life changes, people run away. And so there's going to be, and I'm, I'm finally, like I've gotten kind of over a lot of the, uh, I've had to detach a lot. Um, because what happens is you're going to go through a period and it's not like one particular person. It's more, you're lonely for the activity itself. Like if it's not drinking, it's with the people you're used to being around. It's, um, it's going to be things like, um, being addicted to high tech and Apple watches. And when we returned our Apple watches, I noticed friends didn't, it's stupid. Like they, it looks dumb. It looks like we're unserious. It looks like we made a move that was risky which we did and it looks like we weren't prepared to get it we didn't follow through and because we weren't addicted to it it's like okay we have no reason to hang out with you anymore okay um and that wasn't you know it was a lot of that um when you so you might be like I'm not gonna buy the latest phone anymore and then what you're lame and sometimes people make a sport out of debating with you or um they'll make a sport out of feeling superior because you're not getting the latest phone or because you're not drinking and they feel like well I've detached from the personalization of all of this and can still buy the latest iPhone without feeling bad or I can still drink and feel you know comfortable and so you're going to have to actually get very uncomfortable at first and you're going to have to have a lot of um, deep breaths to get through the anxiety that you're going to feel. If you, this is if you feel really, really miserable and you're like, I just need to do something that is different. That could be making a phone call. Oh my God, I have to get an insurance card replaced. That is anxiety inducing as all get out. Let me tell you, because before you even make the call, because you're like, what do I do? This is overwhelming. This is going to mean a lot of hold time over the phone. 
that I could be busy sleeping or eating or doing anything else. You're like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to manage my money. I'm not going to call my insurance. I'm not going to make that appointment for the doctor. I don't care. I just want to sleep. It feels comfortable. And so you might need to do that for a little while. Your body, if you have had a lot that you've been through in this last couple of years, your body's going to shut down as a side effect anyway. Things are going to get put off. But you're going to get to a point where you're not going to like how you feel. And so what has to happen is that you you have to uh, you have to actually become... And I don't mean tired as in like, oh, I'm tired, I need to rest, or I need to go to sleep, or I might need a nap in the day, or no, I mean you have to actually, your heart has to get tired, you have to get emotionally, emotionally tired. Because the people around you that want things their way, and want you to be a friend to them or a family member to them based on their terms... It's because they're comfortable. It's not because it's really doing anything. And you have to get extremely tired of anything that results. Because when you talk about things like, when we talk about things like um, sin and things like this, and actually my church has talked about this um, a little bit. They've kind of hinted at it just by their energy it's not like a judgment thing because we all sin, right? It's more like what actions are going to cause suffering because you're engaging in these wrong things or these things that are not right for you or these things that don't work. It's not that they're wrong because of a moral sense. It's because they don't work. Um, and this includes making other people addictions. This includes because you're comfortable and you're not used to anything new. And, and this includes making, being attached to, you might not even be an alcoholic, but you can only feel comfortable going out with those who are drinking and who may even be treating you because, and I've been through this already, so I kind of know what it's like. They're treating you to drinks and you can just kind of go and help yourself to a beer at their house or you don't have to always bring your wallet everywhere or whatever. So at that point you get to, um, you feel like you're doing something, you're comfortable and you feel like you're giving to them because you're giving them your time and that's what you have. And, um, you know, eventually you're going to wear yourself down to the point where you're not actually following through with what you want to do like say you promised somebody you were so happy to see them maybe they're a part of your family a sibling um an uncle an aunt a brother a sister and you're just so happy to see them you're happy they're okay they're doing better they're providing for their family and you prom you were so worried about them and then you got so happy to see them and you promised their kid your niece your nephew whatever that you would go see them and then you just didn't because your energy is being eaten up by something else, by a rabbit hole. And so you said, fuck it. And you didn't actually feel like you accomplished anything by canceling. You just kind of 
And this is just working through these things. You just kind of like slept or read or did whatever and canceled on them. And so you're justifying this to yourself. I've done this by like in high school, I had a little more say in when I went to school because my parents treated me like an adult pretty quickly in certain areas, not all areas, but in certain areas, they were like, you're an adult. It's up to you. By the time I was like 16, 17. And um, there were times where I had to constantly justify why I didn't go. I had to constantly excuse it. And it's like, you know, it would have just all this work I have to do. Explaining to teachers why I wasn't there. Making up on all this work. Like, if I would have just went, I wouldn't have had to do that. I wouldn't have had to tell people. Like, there were friends that were counting on me that, like, I didn't follow through with a promise. And I, I didn't show up for them when they needed me and they were good friends to me or whatever. And this could be with, you know, school, work, whatever it is. And I didn't follow through. And so, I don't know, like, you might be able to relate to this. It would have just been easier and actually less of your time is spent on what you were avoiding in the first place. Why? Because... You follow through. You flow with things in life. You flow with things and you just go. And when you walk out your door of your house or you pick up that phone to make that call, you realize, you know, the person doesn't even seem as they're not hyperventilating. They're not hyperventilating. Why am I? Or they're not, um, they're not like, shouting at me that I didn't do something right or whatever or if they are shouting at me that I didn't do something right how long does that actually last you showed up you were there that's the point because your energy is going to be eaten up and eaten up it's almost like a balloon if the balloon is constantly inflating and deflating and inflating and deflating and inflating and deflating and doesn't stay inflated in the air it's going to eventually pop like if you're not careful of following through with people or showing appreciation or being grateful to people who treat you to meals and treat you to different things treat you to their time even even if it's not money it could be their time you could be spending a little money or if you don't, something I've struggled with is budgeting a little bit of my finances towards um, helping others a little bit who all ho who also help me. It's kind of weird to talk about, but um, just to spread out the contribution a little more, which is actually a very, somebody pointed it out to me as advice, and it's a very adult thing to point out. And it's something that was a very nice conversation to have because it was very productive and it was something I needed to hear like you know you want to get along better with this person you need to probably they help you out all the time and get things you need you probably need to help them out a little bit with some cash and it's like you know that's true and I've noticed like a huge difference and it's not it doesn't even take that much it's just a little bit it's like an out breath it's like an out breath <sighs> an out breath and once you breathe that out breath you're a little bit lighter a little bit later and you can uh, give a little bit 
and you get a lot when you do that you get you get tenfold you might have to give like one percent you get ten percent back or even like just to start like if you're somebody who struggles with this I mean hopefully being giving by nature you can understand the benefits of the joy that you get out of that but even if you just start with a little bit it helps all around it's it's more of kind of a communism thing um if you kind of the philosophy of that I'm not going to get like political and maybe I shouldn't have used that word but it's more like a commune which is actually more of the hippie version where you're um everybody kind of shares a home that's kind of what my father-in-law um God rest, you know, his soul. That's when he described it. Is um, that we live in kind of a commune. And um, with our family here. And, you know, just to, you know, everybody kind of shares. Everybody gives. Um, you don't need to be constantly comfortable, constantly fancy. But you need, you know, practicality. And so we're learning that more with food. As he had passed we had relied on him a lot. Um, and this, you know, happened last year. And so, you know, you might have had somebody who you've relied on a lot and the impermanence can be there. Um, and so he had did what nobody thought he could do. He had stopped drinking and he had detached completely from it. And that's when we got inspired and stopped drinking along with him. Um, and that kind of thing so it you know that's kind of a lot of this where this comes from and um it's life so the structure of all this where is this going well we had realized that there are advantages and i've talked about this to church as far as like community they're the only ones who like really give willingly and they're the only ones who allow people to give and give opportunities for other people to give and that kind of thing. And we're like, you know, we are really all about that in the end. And all the little rebellion things that we had as a kid. Um, you know, if we found a church that was like non-denominational, which we did. And that is very, um, very much about faith and very much about, you know, high energy and happiness and is very much about because you can kind of look at their stuff you know you that's a good thing about now is you can look at things virtually before you even decide to go which that's an advantage to virtual but um you can definitely look at these things and by doing that, you can find yourself, you know, finding something that can work because, you know, and it's not just like to tell you to go to church. It could be anything. Um, and I need to clarify that because I'm not somebody who's forceful on any of this and I've never have been. I'm very non-judgmental, but it can be anything. It could be maybe you want to check out reviews of a restaurant that doesn't have a bar because you want to stop drinking and you want to find a place this is not about drinking um 
and things like that. And you can look on, you know, for even reviews, even something simple. So, um, and that's kind of where we've been, um, at around here. And, um, it's just been very, like, sometimes things happen, events happen, um, impermanence happens, all these kinds of things happen. And it gives you a real wake up call in life. Like, what are you doing? Where do you, what are you even thinking? Where do you, what are, what are you doing really? And, um, I think the hardest sacrifice that is made when you go through an awakening like this is you realize the people that can't handle it, that can't handle you, that really don't accept you for who you are because you've been fitting into a kind of a mold because maybe it did get comfortable. Maybe some of it was interesting. Maybe you drank and you had a lot of good conversation, but then it, you know, eventually you're kind of like, I don't feel like I have to drink to have this kind of interaction with you or this kind of conversation. And, um, people can't handle you because you're changing so radically and you don't want to just do things just on their terms anymore. And what will happen though, is you'll make that phone call to your insurance company. You'll make that phone call to make that doctor's appointment. Maybe the doctor will tell you, you need to make changes. You need to stop drinking. You learn to substitute all your activities, replace them completely with new activities, new things to engage in. There was something I was watching. I can't even remember what it was, but they were talking about how they had to replace their drinking with things like rock climbing or taking walks or things to actually do. And I can totally relate to that. And as someone who has learned meditation and who is, has a lot of gratitude for that. Um, I've had to really learn my meditation and really learn to use it. Um, when I was craving alcohol, like there was a time I was actually sitting, um, at the bar while everybody else was drinking and I was able to meditate over a water. It was crazy. And I felt really high and it's kind of great just by doing breath work, just deep breaths in and out for five minutes. And I'm like, I, I, I got to double check. This is actually water that, you know, <laughs> somebody didn't slip anything in the drink. Just kidding. Um, because this happens. So, um, and if you can handle these kinds of things and they're not really addictions and you don't have to drink, just to go out with somebody and you can like enjoy it. I mean, it can be anything. It can be like, well, I'm only going out with you if there's chocolate or I'm only going out with you if we are having dessert. It can be anything. Um, but if you don't feel like you need that in order to be bribed into going and hanging out with them, then you know that it's a real thing and you can hang out with them as family and uh, enjoy it for what it is. And you might want to question that. Like if I have to be bribed and talked into going out with somebody because there's going to be drinking and free food and going out to dinner and all that. Am I really hanging out with them because I like them or am I hanging out with them because I get things out of it? Because if you don't hang out with other people, 
but you hang out with those that have to bribe. And I've been through that myself. Like I've been kind of bribed into things even a few years back where I would, you know, if you're going to bribe me, yeah, I'll go, I'll get food or at times it was about the drinking cause it was just nice, you know? And, um, so I get it and it's very, you know, addiction can be easy to get into in this world, but we have to be vigilant about what we're doing, especially if we want to make, if we want to live by what we have started, which is maybe meditation, learning how to calm down naturally without having to buy anything, without having to be spent on or without having to be treated to anything, having anybody else spend on your behalf, but to actually do it yourself. Codependency, being codependent on somebody else's bribery is more about codependency and being the best way to help you with your life change or your kind of awakening is to realize that we are an interdependent society and sometimes we think it's because we're introverted it's like no you're not really introverted it's because of the stuff it's because of the materialism and um I've fallen into that trap too and I've talked about I got real deep into it and I talked about how I don't know that I really think it's safe to identify with these psychological traits of introversion, extroversion, ambiversion. It's it's kind of bullshit in a way because it's making excuses. And you can have your, your moments of introversion, your moments of extroversion, your moments of like, I'm kind of in between, I can handle a small room or whatever. But the question is why? And the question is, how do you feel with any of this stuff? And how comfortable are you? Do you get to where you're feeling numb and you're just too comfortable to where you're in a fog constantly? Sometimes you need to let your body shut down and go through that fog naturally where you're just sleeping and then you come out of it and you get energy one day and you're able to, you're able to stop this from happening. So, wow, it's been almost... 35 minutes now and if you've made it this far um, then maybe there's a point to be made for your life maybe it really means something to you or maybe you know even out of curiosity you're curious as to the stance on things and um, sometimes being sometimes Acting in love means being told things that you may not, it may, you have to be told uncomfortable truths, uncomfortable truths. And philosophy, I think, has done a great job of dealing with that, but it's done a, it's very much plagued by rabbit holes. And so I'm kind of seeing the benefits of having my own sort of different approach to philosophy honestly, because it's got to really mean living. It doesn't have to mean um, 
necessarily paying me 300 bucks um, for an in-depth course. You can get all kinds of philosophy on YouTube. And even those that do charge find themselves giving away most of it for free anyway. Because they realize that standing up there, not only is it therapeutic for the person or they, you know, it's for themselves. It's like a journal mentally for themselves as well and sharing it. So I really do appreciate you listening and I want to break this down into different topics as we go further into this. I think I've noticed I get really good feedback with the 30 minute episodes and the shorter ones. So I might keep things more practical by doing it that way. Um, and so when I tell you these things is not to feel like a good person, although it does feel good that I'm doing a lot better. So I'm going to be completely honest and authentic about that. Like I am a human being and I have an ego, right? But at the same time, it's to get you to think a little bit as to if you're feeling uncomfortable or sad right now, can you truly detach from emotion or is something trying to tell you something in your life? Is something trying to show you a sensation in your life? 